Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as I am every Thursday night, by my co-host here, Mr. Ramiz Mohammed, uh, to break down this n- pretty exciting, I would say, like I was saying, Ramiz, before we got on here, I'm pretty excited about this 11-game slate. I've got a couple of uh, games and guys that I'm targeting, targeting pretty heavily, but how, how are you feeling about it overall, man? You feeling pretty good about the slate? I really like this slate. I think there's a lot of uh, low-end guys that I really like from this slate. Nice. Got some value plays coming for you guys, so I like that. I don't think I actually have too many value guys, honestly. I've got a oh, lot really? of mid-range guys. Uh, I got a few. I got a few. You know me. I've always got a few. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and run down some of these injury uh, injury news here. We've got Joel Embiid out with that foot injury. Uh, already ruled out against my Bulls, so I'm excited about that in real life. Uh, DFS, and eh, not, not, not all that excited. But anyways, uh, LeBron James, questionable with an illness. Uh, got to look on that one. Lonnie Walker, uh, the fourth, is also questionable with a knee injury. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. going to be questionable with a quad injury as well on the Lakers. Uh, on the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, I almost said Utah Jazz. Cleveland Cavaliers, we've got Donovan Mitchell out uh, due to rest. He's going to be sitting out this one. We've also got Darius Garland questionable with a thumb injury. Uh, so that's uh, some backcourt guys that might be down there in Cleveland. So that's interesting. Uh, Paul George, I'm going to play him as questionable with a hamstring injury. They did, did play tonight. But last I checked from these, they weren't even playing. They sat all their guys in the second <laughs> half, and they are playing oh, all their backups. Yeah, they started the second half with all their backups. So I, Paul George might actually play in this one, but I mark him as questionable anyways with that hamstring injury. Uh, we've got Nicholas Batum doubtful also with an ankle injury on the LA Clippers. Uh, on the Wizards, we have Bradley Beal out with a hamstring injury. He's going to be out for a week at least. Uh, on the Portland Trailblazers, we've got Jeremy Grant questionable with a quad injury. So that's a big one to keep our eyes on. Uh, in the, in Spurs, in San Antonio, we've got uh, a interesting thing here. Devin Vassell out with a surgery. He's going to be out for multiple weeks. Really bummer for people that are playing season long. Uh, but something we can take advantage, hopefully, of uh, here in DFS. We've also got Josh Richardson on that same squad questionable with a quad injury. Uh, for the Hornets, we have Gordon Hayward, questionable with a hamstring injury. He's just always questionable. Just have minor injury before all the time. Um, <laughs> on the Magic, we've got uh, – not Magic, sorry. The Timberwolves, we've got Nas Reed, questionable with a back injury. On the Pelicans, we have Larry Nance Jr., questionable with a shoulder injury. And Willie Hernan Gomez, questionable with an ankle injury. Normally wouldn't matter, but we don't have Zion Williamson, obviously. So there's some uh, front court minutes over there out for grabs in New Orleans. Uh, on the Heat, we've got Caleb Martin, questionable with a quad injury. Detroit, we've got Marvin Bagley, out, going to have surgery. He missed six weeks. And on the Brooklyn Nets, we've got TJ Warren, questionable with a uh, ribs contusion. Just a, a guy hitting the ribs, so... I think that's everybody, Ruby. Did I miss any big ones? Anyone that you uh, have your eye on there injury-wise that we can take advantage of? No, I think you – I mean, did you mention uh, the fact that it's a back-to-back for the Clippers, so Kawhi will probably not play? Mm, if Kawhi's out and Paul George is out, then that's going to be an interesting one. I did not have that on there, so that's a good one to keep uh, keep in the back of our minds as well. So I think there will be some Clippers guys that we can look at for sure. So, uh, But anyways, let's move on, though. Let's talk about some of these games, man. Um, let me just – I'm going to go to some of the stuff I'm excited about. I got this kind of organized in a weird way, but uh, let me go ahead and – I'm going to go jump to two bad teams since that's always Of my course, the key special. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit Pistons and the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, obviously for the Spurs – uh, we don't have Devin Vassell, so I've got a lot of interest on that Spurs side. I've got a couple guys there. I do have some interest on in the Detroit side, too, though. But let me just say, I think Keldon Johnson, for me, is a lock at 6,800. Uh, Ramiz, I think that this is a game that the Spurs theoretically should be able to keep close. This is a, two teams that aren't necessarily good at basketball. Uh, 
the NBA teams. So I'm assuming this is going to be a somewhat close game. And if it's if that's the case, I feel like Keldon Johnson is going to have a whole lot of workload on the offensive side. So do you do you agree with that take? Do you disagree? How you feel no, I, really, I, I really like Keldon Johnson. I think he's going to have a lot of ownership with Devin Vassell out because, I mean, I think he's going to be the main shot taker. Yeah, as a little bit of a pivot here, if you guys want to have someone with a little bit less ownership, I think Trey Jones at 5700 makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's a pretty cheap price tag there. He should get a few extra shots. Um, you know, probably pretty safe to hit 5x value, I would say. I don't know about his ceiling. I don't think he has a tremendously high ceiling. I've never seen Trey Jones drop, you know, 30 points in a game. I don't think he has a season. I could be wrong about that. but uh, And then I will say... Josh Richardson at 3,800, if he does play, I do have some interest there. I've always got interest in Josh Richardson when he's uh, playing and, and Devin Vassell's out. So I uh, never know what the Spurs team's going to do because they are tanking. But uh, that's all I've got on the Spurs side as far as what I'm you know, interested in. Do you have other guys that you're interested in, Luis? Uh, I mean, you hit both the people I was really interested in, Kelton Johnson and Josh Richardson. I do have maybe a little bit of interest in Malachi Branham, but I'm kind of waiting on to, to see some results on how he does first to maybe before yeah. I start. Yeah, he's gotten process. minutes before and just hasn't really done a lot with them. So mm-hmm. I'm waiting. I'm kind of waiting to see on that guy. For sure, right there with you. But hey, I actually have one of my favorite plays on the slate on the other side of the ball as well. And I was all over him last slate, and he came through for me. Uh, I think he was actually a little bit. Yeah, he was actually 5600. Now he's 5500 on the Detroit Pistons. That's Killian Hayes coming mm-hmm. back from punching uh, Mo Wagner back <laughs> in the head. I uh, got a little bit of a suspension there. He came back. He put up, uh, I think it was 33 or 34 DK points in the last one, and he shot two of 12 from the field. So. <laughs> That's not the ceiling that we're looking at here. So I feel like, you know, again, close game, Spurs don't have very good defense. If he can maybe hit, I hope, you know, 40% of his shots like a normal NBA player would, uh, you know, I'm hoping he can hit like 40 or so DK points for us in a, in a good game here. Um, but again, that ceiling here, I wouldn't say he has a very safe floor. So and did, any Detroit Pistons you're looking at here? I really like Sadiq Bay at 4,300. I mean, I, I think I said him last week as well, but. I just think at that price you have a lot a lot of upside and uh he's been getting a lot more minutes he's been kind of getting back into his groove he hit the game winner against the Golden State Warriors which is always it's such a weird game winner because of how he turned around it's so awkward but he hit it and I think uh he's just a, a player who I think is getting a lot more minutes uh and I think he's been he's just at 4300 I think there's a lot of upside with it yeah, uh, Sadiq Bey is an interesting guy to, to keep your eye on for sure. Not necessarily on my list, but uh, with that price tag, I don't think you can go wrong. Really, a pretty safe guy, I think. Uh, but let's move on. Though, let's talk about um, let's talk about this one. Let's talk about Brooklyn and the uh, New Orleans Pelicans because, as I said, Pelicans are going to be without Zion Williamson. Uh, Brooklyn has been on a roll. They just got ended with Bye Bye Bulls. I will go ahead and point that out. I just wanted to put that in there. Uh, but no, I'm, I mean KD Kevin Durant. He's the same price as he was last night, ten thousand. Uh, and I still feel like that's a little bit underpriced there. So I've still got interest in him. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get him into my lineup with, you know, 11 games in the slate. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of guys in the 8, 9, 10 range that I want to get. But he's right on the edge of that range, uh, Ramiz. So uh, I, I have to think that it's a pretty good play for me if I can get him in there. What do you think, man? I kind of tended to stay away from the 10K range. I thought about it uh, with KD, but... Uh... I just think in this type of game, I think there's a chance that it might be a blowout with how Brooklyn plays, without can New Orleans uh, keep up. So I kind of went with the lower end player, uh, Seth Curry at 3,500. Mm-hmm. He's been able to get a lot more minutes, be healthy, and uh, as long as he can hit his threes, I think at 3,500, getting a lot more of his value. 
He's a good ceiling player, yeah. Um, if he's hitting his shots, he's going to put up a lot of points, most likely. Uh, if his shot's not falling, look out, because I don't know what else he really contributes. <laughs> so, so a little bit of a low floor there, but yeah, I do like that ceiling on him. Uh, let me go to the other side of the ball, though. So, no Zion Williamson. This is where I've got the most interest in this game, uh, Ramiz. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of the same guys we went over last slate, but uh, Jonas, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, mm-hmm. 6,500. Still got to have some interest in him. Uh, Brooklyn, they tend to give up a lot of points to opposing centers. Uh, I think Claxton's playing great basketball, but still, uh, they give up a lot of points to opposing centers. We've seen uh, centers destroy this team before. So I do like some JV. I also, uh, there's those three wings that are basically filling in for Zion. There's Herb Jones, uh, Trey Murphy, and uh, Najee uh, Marshall. Marshall yeah. And and they're all around the same price range. And you know just, just because he's a little bit cheaper, the only reason I've got him here is Herb Jones, 4,800. I, I don't know why he's cheaper now because he had a pretty decent game in the last one. Trey Murphy's more expensive than him, which doesn't make any sense to me. So if you're going to go with one of those three guys, I think Herb Jones is the one I'm going to go with. Uh, I think Najee March- Marshall's interesting, but I think he's like 5000 or something like that. So he's a little bit, a few hundred dollars more. Uh, I don't know. Which way are you swinging on this one, Ramiz? I'm swinging with the big men, Rob. So I mean, I, I want to always have both these watches, but like uh, Jonas Valanciunas, you mentioned. But also Willie Hernan Gomez. Uh, like you said, these guys are two big men. And the Nets kind of struggle on that. I was looking at Valanciunas' uh, stats when the last time they played against the Nets. Uh, and he had uh, 38 DK fantasy points. And 26 minutes, uh, 15 points, 13 rebounds. So I think that can he can definitely repeat that again. And Willie Hernan Gomez is another guy who I think uh, because of Zion's injury, I think they're able to play a lot more lineups where there's a lot more space. So helping these centers operate in the post a lot more easier. In terms of the the forwards, I, I can see I like Trey Murphy the third out of them because I think he has a lot more upside on the offensive side. Whereas Herb Jones, Herb Jones is a really good shot as well because of how much. Minnesota's going to play against this KD-type team. But just based off the splits, I kind of like uh, Trey Murphy the third with his uh, ability to shoot the three-ball more. Let me say, um, why I'm not pulling him up for some reason, but Herb Jones only got one shot attempt last game. He made it. He was one for – oh, because I've got only one game selected. That's why I'm not seeing it. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> so he had one shot attempt in the last game, and he still managed to score 21.25 DK points. So that's what I'm looking at. Uh, the games before that, he had 7, 12, 12, eight shot attempts. So – I'm looking for a 35 or so DK point game from at 4,800. That's going to be, I think, a very, very good return on that uh, salary there. So that's why I'm interested in him uh, as well as that low price point. But I, like I said, you know, I think you can go anyway with those at those three. I think one of those three guys is probably going to go off. Which one's going to do is going to do it. It's kind of like a roulette wheel. I'm not really sure. Uh, but <laughs> let me let me throw this out there, though. You're talking about the bigs, and I agree with you. But uh, Larry Nance Jr., questionable for this one. If he does play at 4,600 and he, we get confirmation that he's not going to be any kind of minutes restriction, I do have interest in him. But then again, that's only if we get confirmation here mm-hmm. that he's not going to have minutes restriction because he is coming back from, a, I believe, a four-game absence. So, um, But I will throw him out there as a GPP-only type play, uh, a guy that a lot of people aren't going to have in their rosters. All right. Let's move on, though. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Washington and OKC. I've got a couple of plays in this game, not too many. Uh, let me let you lead off with us, Ramiz. Do you have any uh, plays for Washington and OKC? I do. Actually, I have a good amount of plays. I actually like this game a lot from the Wizards' side. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. we went from not liking the Wizards to talking yeah. about them a lot more. Well, the prices, well, I wouldn't say the prices came down. Their top guys are still priced up, so I'm curious to see if you have those guys. Go ahead. Look, what do you got? So, uh, with Bila's uh, injury report, I, he's not going to be playing for a good amount of games, but I wasn't going to go with this guy at first, but man, would you believe if I told you Kyle Kuzma took 28 shots against the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah. I, 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 that's why I kind of like Kuzma, because it's against the team against the Thunder. 
And the Thunder had that really offensive game of scoring 150 points, but they still allowed 117. So defense mm-hmm. is not going to be an issue when it comes to the Thunder. So I think a game like this, Kuzma, I mean, if he can take 28 shots and hit at least 14 of those, you're getting good value from him. And then I also like Hachimura and Gafford. I think you talked about Gafford last week, and uh, I really like him. And he's continued to be able to play with Przingis, and that's the real thing that you want to see is because he's going to be sharing minutes with Przingis. Can he be? Can he play through those minutes? And he's been able to do that. So at 4600, I like Gafford, and 4700, Hachimura simply just you know becoming a player he was kind of in the recent years. He was struggling at first, but with Bill's uh, absence, I think he's going to take a lot more shots. And at 4700, I think there's a lot of upside. Yeah, I do think um, I think all these guys are going to be popular plays. I think Gafford for sure is going to be a very popular play. A lot of people are going to have him. He topped, I think, 30 minutes in their last game, and that's all you really want to see with Gannon Gafford because um, when he's on the floor, he produces because he's a big man. I mean, he's, most big men have very consistent uh, stat production because they get rebounds, they get blocks, they get uh, some easy points, easy buckets. So, um, But, yeah, I, I do like Gafford at 4,600. I, I view him as a near lock, honestly, uh, especially with all the, uh, you know, as you said, when it's with, with Christoph Sprezing is on the floor, which is really um, interesting to me, to say the least. Uh, I've got Hachimura also. Now, Kuzma, I was looking at him. I was like, man, I'm going <laughs> to talk about him a little bit later, though. But, yeah, I do like that call. I'll talk about him a little bit later. How about that? We'll leave it there. Um, let's move on, though. Let's talk about a different game here. And while we're talking about this, guys, don't forget to go get that DFS pass. If you guys are signing up like crazy, you're coming in droves. I like it. We're getting more and more activity in that Discord, more and more people asking us questions. But you out there, if you're listening to this podcast, you listen over and over again, you still don't have that DFS pass. What are you doing, man? As we get closer to that lock, things happen. People are ruled out. Let's change. We get more information. Uh, let me go ahead and just give you a highlight example for you. We had, uh, and I actually made a mistake in this one, but we had uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, no Joel Embiid, and I was saying, Paul, Paul Reed, Paul Reed, B-ball Paul, B-ball Paul. And at mm-hmm. the end, uh, about the you know an hour before tip-off, we got news that P.J. Tucker was going to start at center. I should have pivoted off of him at that point. And some of the people in the Discord did. I said, no, it's going to be fine. He's going to get like 15 minutes and put up value for me. It didn't happen. So sometimes we're wrong, but still we're talking about that stuff in the disc in the discord so you have to get that dfs pass it's only 4.99 a month it's like literally you can't even buy a meal you can't even buy half a meal with that anymore so uh it's really cheap <laughs> so, so go get it go get it uh sportsethos.com anyways that's my plug uh let's move on though to the uh L- i have lal versus lakers that, that's not right, obviously. <laughs> uh who are the lakers playing the lakers are playing atlanta atl yeah. atl versus lal um but yeah i've got some interest in this game man this is the late game on the slate so if you're looking for a late hammer, this is where you would go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw them out there. Maybe this is just me being not wanting to let go. But I do have Trey Young at 9400 still on my list mm. here. He's still a guy I'm looking at. I, I have him as a GPP play. I have him as a low ownership play. I don't think a lot of people are gonna have him because of pretty much a done in the last game. He didn't shoot the ball a whole lot. It was more like the Jante Murray show. Uh, which maybe that's where the Hawks need to go, honestly, to, to win more basketball <laughs> games. But uh, Trey Young, you know, I still think he's got that ability to put up, you know, 50 real life points. I mean, we've all seen it before. He's a very explosive player uh, when he's got the ball in his hands. He can go for, you know, 10 to 15 assists easily. Uh, and this Lakers team might not have LeBron. They don't have Anthony Davis. It is a struggling defensive team right now uh, without those guys anchoring their defense. If, if LeBron's ruled out, I've got even more interest on the Atlanta side of the ball. But uh, talk to me a little bit about this game. What are you thinking, man? I mean, uh, Trey Young, I think, is, is probably my pivot here. I think DeJounte Murray, 8,300, honestly, seems like a really good play. I think he's probably the guy that's going to have higher ownership. So I got some interest there as well. But uh, where are you leaning with this ATL and uh, Lakers game here? 
Well, you just kind of read my mind. Uh, DeJounte Murray at 8300 is exactly what I was interested in. I, I did like Trey Young, but I just think there's a lot of different point guards that go at, at that kind of price. I think Tyrus Halliburton's at 9000 Uh I just think there's a different approach if you want to go for a point guard in that range. I like DeJounte Murray at 8300 because like, he has that capability to get around that same number, around 40-plus. And even against the Lakers uh, this past week, he had 44 DK fantasy points. And he's been playing a huge amount of minutes. So I kind of just went with the cheaper, safer option, I would say. I do think you have a lot more upside when it comes to a player like Trey Young. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this sense, I kind of went with Jadonshi Murray. From the Lakers' side, I like uh, Dennis Schroeder at 5,200. He's been getting, uh, he's getting, a, he's kind of getting his groove back, hitting a lot more shots. They won a game against the Heat, which is, I don't know how, it's still kind of hard to think about without the Heat. He was struggling, man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That's a whole different struggle losing to the Lakers. Yeah, <laughs> that is, that's true. Uh, but yeah, no, I like it, man. I like it. Um, I've also got Bogey on my list here for the Atlanta Hawks as well. His price has come Ooh. down a little bit to the point where I think you can look at him. I think he's, uh, I view him as more like, like if you have salary left over and he's a filler type i think he's my favorite in that like five to six thousand range where it's like you know okay i need to stick one less guy in my lineup this is what i've got and and you're gonna pretty much guarantee you get 30 dk points out of him so uh that's basically 5x value so i, I like that there um but on the lakers side yeah i do have some interest here actually against this atl team uh, Atlanta's not playing very good defense at all mm-hmm. uh either so uh if l if lebron is out i think i will go to russ here i think this is an excellent matchup for him at 7700 so that is something i did favor him on the last one he had a pretty decent game he looked pretty good out there so uh i'm liking the way he's playing recently so 7700 for russ seems like a pretty good play if lebron is out only now if if lebron's out and austin reeves is out and everyone's out again and the lakers are just kind of like whatever we're taking this game off i do have some interest also in kendrick nunn at 3100 uh troy brown jr got injured in the last one he was the next guy up he was basically out of the rotation, but now, I mean, since they're so decimated by injuries, he was back in and he uh, he showed some offense, so showed some splashes there in the second half after Troy Brown Jr. had a quad injury. So as long as uh, you know, Troy Brown Jr. is out, Austin Reeves is out, LeBron James is out, <laughs> then you can go to Kendrick Nunn. So this is, again, uh, these are kind of uh, conditional plays. But, yeah, I, I do think that there's some uh, interest on the the ball for me. Um, but let's move on, though, to another game here, Amiz. Let's go to uh, Cleveland and Denver. Let's talk about Cleveland and Denver because I do have some interest in, in this game as well. Uh, let's talk about the Cleveland side. Let me, I'll, I'll let you start us off. Um, you know, Let's say best case scenario for our DFS minds here. Uh, there's no Donovan Mitchell and there's no Gar- Darius Garland. You know, who, who do you think you're going to on this uh, Cleveland team? That's interesting. I, I would probably go with the Karis LeVert. Mm-hmm. I think Karis LeVert at 5,800, I mean – I, I honestly don't see anybody else kind of matching what he could probably do on the offensive side. I mean, obviously, there's a Lamar Stevens, there's a Seti Osman, but none of these guys are really ball handlers or any, like, playmakers. And I think Kevin Silver can do a bit of everything to the point at 5,800. You can probably get your value from it even more. But uh, this, honestly, once uh, Donald Mitchell's news came out, I kind of lost interest on the side of Cleveland things because it's it's risky because you, you don't know how Jared Allen is going to perform without a point guard or shooting guard. Or how Evan Mobley can take the lead, especially against this Nuggets team. What about yeah. you? What do you think? Yeah, it's uh, it's a little dangerous. I agree with that. I do have Karis Levert near 5,800. Um, if they're both out, I think I've got some interest there for sure. I think he's going to be so highly owned, though. And I play mm-hmm. GPPs mainly. And I'm probably going to fade him. Uh, I think I'm actually going to go, if I'm going to snag anybody on Cleveland, I'm actually going to go with Raul Neto at 3,400. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, again, only if both guys are out. Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell. He was a solid per-minute guy in Washington when he was getting minutes. And there's no other point guards really on this squad here that they're 
going to throw in there. So he's probably looking at, you know, 20, 25 minutes if, if the, both those guys are out at the very least. And if that's the case, uh, I mean, I think he can put up a, a very decent line for you at 3,400. I think that's going to be a, some very good values. So, again, this is just, yeah, check in on that news and see who's out and who's in. My gut tells me that if Donovan Mitchell's already been ruled out for rest, and this is the Denver Nuggets we're talking about they're playing. They're not playing like you know, the Magic or, or the, yeah. the Pistons or something. They're playing a pretty good team. So I, I, my gut tells me that uh, Darius Garland's going to play in this one. I still don't know if I can go to him, though. Um, coming back after such a lengthy absence, it's just, I don't know. He's not the kind of guy I feel like I, I feel comfortable going with. He's going to come in and just immediately produce. So, uh, But I will say also on the Denver side of the ball, I do have interest in one guy. Uh, this is a back-to-back for them, but like I said, they're probably sitting at this point in time that we're talking now. They're probably not <laughs> even playing. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think any of them are coming back in. Uh, it is still a forty-point game, basically. So yeah, that's a that's a bummer. But uh, Aaron Gordon at sixty-seven hundred. This guy has been on a tear, mm. and he's not going to have a very sexy line from tonight because he's only going to get like twenty minutes tonight because they just blew the blew the doors off of the Clippers. So um, take advantage of that because he's been putting up forty-plus DK points almost on the regular for the last, you know, five, six games. Now, he's had a couple of, I would even call them deads. It's it's a pretty safe floor there. You know, he'll get like 26, 27 DK points, pretty much guaranteed. But uh, if he has that 45-point upside, that's what really interests me here. And, you know, maybe it's a situation where the Denver Nuggets come out and it's back-to-back and they kind of sleep on these Cleveland Cavaliers because they're down down with Mitchell. So maybe they end up playing a pretty close game. But, uh, I mean, this is a little bit contrarian, though. I think a lot of people are going to fade this game entirely. So... Take that for what it's worth. <laughs> any uh, any interest on the uh, Denver side for you? Uh, I, I, I like Jamal Murray at 7,000 just from the aspect that the Cleveland Cavaliers are a lot of front court heavy team. So I think Jamal Murray, you know, can take easily take a Kevin Love on a, you know, pick and roll or Jared Allen, take advantage of his mismatches, especially with no uh, Darius Garland, Donald Mitchell. But uh, just from the point of view that I don't know how this game might go from like a blowout perspective, or maybe it is close. I think I've kind of stay away from uh, getting for anybody from the Denver side. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets and the Milwaukee Bucks for a minute, though. And this is interesting to me because a lot of people, I think, are going to fade this game on paper. I'm, I'm sure the spread's got to be like 12 points or something like that. I mean, on paper, because sure. uh, I think Giannis is probable, if I remember correctly. So on paper, he's, it's got to be just a very one-sided uh, uh, duel here, but I've actually got interest in the Charlotte side of the ball. I think some of these price points are attractive to me, uh, and I've been playing Terry Rozier the last two slates he's been on, and it's worked out for me. He's been getting, you know, 33, 34 DK points, something along those range, along those lines. He hasn't exploded yet. I'm waiting for this guy to connect on over half of his <laughs> shots. It seems like it's never going to happen because it's been such a long season of him shooting like 30% from the field. But, uh, I mean, I'm just waiting. Man. This, he's a volume scorer. Uh, there's going to be a game where he shoots 20, 25 shots and he makes 12, 13 shots and, you know, gets 30, 35, 40 points. And I'm just waiting for that to happen. I'm going to keep, because again, I'm playing GPP, so I'm going to keep rostering this guy. Uh, he was up in like the 73, 700, 7400 range, but now he's dropped to the 6900 uh, price tag here. So it's attractive to me, and I'm going to keep playing it. Even if you miss, you, you got to keep, you can't, you can't hit if you don't, you know, try it. So, uh, but one guy I'm going to view as a lock here, Ramiz, and this might come as a Ooh. surprise to everybody, uh, is actually Mason Plumley at 5900. We I just saw. I never thought I'd hear that name coming from your mouth. <laughs> Mason Plumlee, the, the Plum Lord, uh, yeah, the, uh, it's a funny, it's a funny guy to have as a lock. Uh, he's not, 
he's not a guy you think of. He's not a guy you think of as a as a good basketball player. But uh, let me hear me out here. The Milwaukee Bucks just had Daniel Gafford go off against them. They just had a whole bunch of uh, centers that are not necessarily household names, not necessarily great basketball players, have really good games about them. Because here's what happens. When Milwaukee Bucks play a team, they have to match the size of Giannis. And the size of Giannis is a real trouble for people. They have to meet him at the rim with somebody. When I'm looking at this Charlotte Hornets team, I'm not seeing a whole lot of answers here. I mean, they have Nick Richards coming off the bench. Uh, They have Mark Williams also down there. So I think you can pivot to those guys as well. They might get a few extra minutes here. But Plumlee had, uh, what, back-to-back, I think, 40-point DK Oddings uh, right before that last game where he didn't have necessarily a great game. He has that kind of upside because he's able to dish out the assists. Uh, he's able to score at a higher rate than Mark Williams or Nick Richards. So I think of those centers, he's the guy I'd be looking at. Now, this is going to require the Hornets to stay close. So if you're going to play Plumley, I would say play Rozier or play LaMelo Ball. Play another Hornet because you're basically scripting this game to stay close where everyone else is fading this game because it looks like a blowout on paper. So there you go. There's my GPP hot take for the day. But Ramiz, uh, <laughs> go ahead and tell me the more sane take for this game. <laughs> Let's just think about it how you talked about a good two minutes about Mason Plumlee and his amazing <laughs> basketball. This is what you get for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You'll never, I, hear, about, you'll never hear him being uh, a touted so much on a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I also like uh, Rozier uh, in this game. I kind of uh, it is interesting though because Drew Holiday is questionable. I wonder if he decides to play. Does he maybe shut down maybe one of Lamelo or Rozier to do like a, kind of a non-factor? But uh, I like Rozier because uh, I was looking at his past games and you mentioned he got over 30 DK fantasy points. And uh, as long as he can hit his shots, he's going to be a really good uh, value player. And even if split against uh, the last game they faced against Milwaukee, he had a uh, 37 DK fantasy points. So uh, especially with Giannis out, maybe there's a chance the game is close and Rozier gets a lot more of that uh, play time. But uh, I really like Rozier. I, I also liked uh, Mark Williams at 3,900. Uh, you spoke about Plumlee, but I kind of went with the more uh, value route with Mark Williams. I think Mal- Mark Williams is starting to get a lot more minutes. And uh, so I, I do like him. I honestly don't know how he's going to fare if Giannis does decide to play because uh Honestly, it's just interesting how you guard this team. But like you said, they do tend to match up bigger when they have Giannis and that Brooke Lopez and that Bobby Portis lineup that they like to run. So I think uh, Mark Williams definitely might have a great chance of getting uh, some DK fantasy points here. It's a fair point, and I might have to re- re- rethink my uh, my Mason Plum. But that <laughs> makes me sad. No. Uh, all right. Well, this is, again, this is kind of an early look at this slate. There's going to be a lot of information that comes out between now and lock. But I do want to hit on this before we go here, Ramiz, uh, before we talk about our, our last place here. Uh, let's talk about Chicago and Philadelphia because, obviously, mm-hmm. no Joel Embiid. And I got to hit a Chicago Bulls game, of course. So, <laughs> of course. so we got to talk about it. So, um, But let me uh, – okay, so Montrezl Harrell, 4,700. I don't view him as a lock. Let me put it, let me let me say that. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. I just don't think he's a very good basketball player. I think the Bulls have been pretty stout against the center position all season. I think he's a fine play on this DFS slate. He's a fine price tag. He'll probably hit 5x value for you for sure, hit 4x value for you. So, you're not he's going to have high ownership. He's not going to sink you if he has a, a not very good game. But I just I think that there are other options I, I prefer, honestly, and I want to spend up a little bit more. So uh, talk to me a little bit about the Chicago Philadelphia slate. Do you have any interest in any of the other guys in this game? Are you playing Montrez? I I do like Montrez because I think Montrez has an opportunity to just take it like some easy buckets. I mean, uh, 
But Chicago, I mean, Vucevic and Andre Drummond aren't the best PNR defenders. So when Maxi, whether it's Maxi, whether it's Harden, I think I think they're gonna have trouble. And I think their plan is probably gonna be to trap one of the two, which allows Harold to easily just take an easy tip in or an easy layup. And I think that's where he can take advantage of. I wouldn't necessarily put him as a lock either, but I do think at 4,500 he can bring you some good value. I do like Ayo Desomo for uh, the Chicago Bulls at 4,200. Uh, with the Chicago Bulls, it's always kind of like you either go for the big three or you go for one of the the bottom right. heaters. And it's, I kind of like Ayo uh, Desomo. I think he's gonna have a lot of play, uh, play time in this game because of uh, he's probably their best perimeter defender. I want to say besides Patrick Williams. And I think in this type of game, he's probably gonna be on Maxi or on Harden. And uh, he's he had a really great game. I think it was against Brooklyn. And uh, yep. I, I don't see why he can't repeat that against. I think also because uh, Chicago tends to play really good against good teams, but bad against bad teams. No, but here's the thing: they play good against good teams, but now they're playing Philadelphia without Joel Embiid. If Joel Embiid was playing, <laughs> they might have a good game. But now they're gonna go lose by 30 points to the <laughs> Sixers without Joel Embiid because that's just how the Bulls are. It makes me insane. But anyways, um, no, I agree. I, I think you're right, though, because uh, I don't think I mentioned the opening, but Caruso is probably going to be questionable for this one. He has a uh, ankle injury, I think he did. He rolled his ankle, if I remember correctly. He had, to, he had to leave the game limping in the last one. So if he doesn't play, uh, I think you can definitely look at, you know, Kobe White. You can look at Ayo Desumu. I tend to go in the Kobe White direction usually just because I think he has a higher ceiling. Ayo had a really good game in the last one, though. He's been getting a lot of minutes, so the minutes are there. As he said with Stan Sun in our uh, strategy session, minutes are gold. So I don't I don't dislike the play at all for sure. Um, I'm gonna throw a few more guys out there I've got here uh, just kind of in my pool right now, and then we'll uh, go to you, Ramiz, and, and ask who else you have. Uh, I do have Amphrey Simons at 6,700 against the Indiana Pacers. Um, I just feel like this is a, a I, I feel like I always call this right when it's Amphrey Simons is gonna like have a good game. So I might go play his points prop as well. Uh, but 6,700 I think is a fair price here. I don't think it's like a good price. I don't think it's a bad price. I think it's a fair price, but I think the matchup is really what makes us attractive play for me so it's a bit of a spend up here but i think it's going to be worth it because i feel like Jeffrey simons is going to have a good opportunity to get up a lot of shots against this uh indiana pacers team uh and i also like jalen smith in this game as well uh 3600 um another guy he hasn't been getting the minutes but when he does get on the floor he produces and 3600 i mean he's beginning like 15 to 17 18 minutes something like that and that's really all you need for him to hit value there at 3600 so i think he's a pretty good value play on this site but if he does end up getting you know maybe miles turner gets in foul trouble or you know something like that happens he ends up getting 20 25 minutes now you're really cooking he's got a really high ceiling so i feel like he's a pretty low risk play at 3600 and he's got a lot of ceiling there so those are two guys i wanted to add on Ramiz, do you have other guys that you're looking at on this entire site you can you can comment on my plays too if you want as you know speaking on this game i do like uh i do like some of the players on the blazers side i like the sheet and sharp and jabari worker mm-hmm. at uh 3000 i think 3100 both of them they're both just low-end players and i think uh Portland's lack of depth is just a huge issue, and like even if they don't want to play these guys, they're gonna have to play a couple of them just to play the rest of their starters. And I think these guys can get some, some not a lot of DK fantasy points, but a good amount to the point where if you want to go for those Kevin Durant's, those uh, Jokic, uh, Giannis, who decides to play, then you're gonna need some of these low end players. And I think Shane Sharp and Jabari Walker can do some good. I do want to ask you. Uh, about Gary Payne the second because he's coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. I said 3300. When do you think is the right time for uh, someone to, you know, invest in the Gary Payne the second? Because with Portland's lack of depth, 
I guess Gary Payton the second would probably be their sixth man actually if he was to be fully healthy and no miss restriction. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I'm not yet. I'm not. I'm not there yeah. yet. I, I need to see him play some more minutes. I mean, I think he could if he ends up playing the kind of defense he did with the Warriors. I think he could work, you know walk his way into a 25 minute role off the bench. I don't think he's there yet. Um, I did watch him play a little bit in the last one. He looks fine. I mean, there's not. I mean, with Gary Payton though, what you're looking at is you're looking at the defense and. You know, defense is one of those things that comes in last for a player that's coming back from an injury because it just takes so much lateral movement and just physical ability to uh, be able to stay stick with people at the NBA level. So I'm not there yet, but he is on my radar as like a guy, you know, season long leagues to pick up. He's a big, very good steal specialist, things like that. So I probably would go as soon as I see people picking him up there. That's when I'm gonna start looking at him for DFS. <laughs> I'm plugged into the community, so there you go. I'm gonna look at the uh, the indicators in in the market, and once the uh, once the market's turning that way, that's when I'll start looking at him. But good question, man. Any other guys you're looking at on this slate that uh, stick out to you? Hmm, let me let me take a quick look. I do like uh, actually uh, CP3 for 7600. I think CP3 for 6600 is really low. I think uh, I think he's actually the highest person on the Suns. I think so. Uh, I think with CP's usage rate with Booker out isn't is insane. And uh, he had a really good game last one. I think it was against the uh, Cavs. He had a really good game, and that was a low-scoring game. But I think CP3 is a guy who at 6600. I'm not gonna say he's a lock, but if you have some money left over around that range, I think you can you can try to get go for a CP3 at 6600. Yeah, they're playing Miami. Miami hasn't played great defense this season. That's mm-hmm. part of the reason why they've been not very good. Uh, but, yeah, I, I could easily see this game ending up being like the last Phoenix Suns game, which is ended up like 90 to 88 or something <laughs> like that. Uh, so I could see that happening again. That would be a dreadful. I wouldn't want any part of that in DFS. But, hey, if it ends up not being that way, then, yeah, you're going to probably win out on that one. But uh, let's move on. To, let's talk about Thrive, ThriveFantasy.com. You should go there. You should download the app on your phone. You should play along with us. Uh, I wouldn't say I did hit a couple nights ago, small a little bit. I uh, haven't been exactly on fire on Thrive, but I'm going to turn that around here. I've got four plays for you guys off of Thrive. How many do you have, Ramiz? I got three. Okay, perfect. I'll go ahead and start then. Uh, and I, it might might be still one of yours, so I apologize about this. But Kyle Kuzma over 24.5 <laughs> points, and that's uh, 120 points for that one. Like you said, the shot volume's there. Mm-hmm. Um, his price in DFS just, I don't know, just it just seems expensive to me. There's other guys around there I'm more interested in, so that's mm-hmm. why I don't have him on my list necessarily. I don't blame you guys if you go to him, though. I think he has the ability to put up a really big game here. So, uh, yeah, I've got over 24.5 points. I'm, I'm sure that's one of yours. So let me just go with another one, and then I'll let you do another one. <laughs> uh, Porzingis, how about this one? Porzingis over 10.5 rebounds, and that's 115 points. That's the same game. Uh, and it's just OKC. Uh, OKC is without Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. They're without... Uh, they're without all these big guys that would normally play minutes for them are out and they've just been giving up rebounds left and right to to opposing centers so um, I know Gafford's going to play so that makes the play a little bit risky in my opinion uh, because Gafford will be around the basket and grabbing boards quite a bit but I still like his over 10.5 rebounds because it's plus odds at 110 points so what's your play first play there Ramis? If Giannis decides to play I like uh him over 52.5 total points, rebounds, assists. Giannis has been on an absolute tear. Yeah. And it's crazy. He had, like, a, I think he had 12 turnovers against the Raptors, but he's still got, like, 70 DK fantasy points. But just to get a points, rebounds, assists, I think this is baby food for Giannis to achieve. And you're getting you know, 105 points from it, so it's something pretty decent. I also had the Kuzma one, like you mentioned, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're both over Kuzma, so I like it. Um, 
Russell Westbrook, over 19.5 points. This is if LeBron James is out. That's 110 points on that one. Uh, I do like it. I think this is a good matchup again for him against the Atlanta Hawks team that weak against the back court, opposing backcourts usually uh, give up a lot of turnovers. And that's where Russ really excels when he scores, uh, is getting out in transition and getting buckets and getting and ones and uh, transition threes and stuff like that. So uh, over 19.5 points, this is only if LeBron James sits. What's your next one? My last one is the one that I just talked about was Chris Paul. I think uh, 23 and a half total points and assists. I think Chris Paul can easily obtain that. Uh, you know, saw the 16 points, eight assists would probably get him 24 total. So I think uh, going for the over on that one, I think it's a good show. And then the last one I have is uh, DeJounte Murray over 32.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Um, just feels like it's, it's, he's slowly becoming his team in Atlanta. Uh, I feel like he's getting more and more usage from Trey Young, and it's probably for the better for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, now that kind of clashes with my, my take on the DFS <laughs> slate. But again, I think the DFS slate's more of a GPP play. It's more of a, you know, this isn't likely to happen, but if it does, it's going to be low ownership. So uh, so I'm still comfortable taking the over here on DeJounte Murray. Uh, it's a pretty low number, too, 32.5. He gets a lot of assists as well, and rebounds are pretty decent as well. So I feel like it's pretty pretty easy cakewalk for him there. But uh, that's going to do it for us, guys. That is it. That is our DFS slate for uh, Friday. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful Friday. I uh, hope your day at work is great because the weekend's just around the corner. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at, at BSBP Keith. And uh, Ramiz, where can people find you, man? They can also find me at Twitter at too nice, but it's going to be spelled T O zero underscore nice underscore. Yes. Go follow him. Go follow me. And until next time, guys, go get that money.